Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you? How is it going? I'm doing good, how's it going with you? Good, good, yep, all good. Uh, so just to explain why we are recording a day later, um, there was the big England game yesterday which would have clashed with the podcast and you can't rearrange live sports. So uh, that's basically what happened. Um, but good thing that England won. They they did play against Germany, which was good. Um, so yeah, but we're here on the Wednesday anyway, and we're still we're still here to talk about the same good old gaming stuff that we usually do. Uh, so what have you been playing in the last uh, week or so? Uh, mostly, I've been sticking with Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, I do want to finish the story. Um, fortunately, I'm at the point where I generally find myself with JRPGs is the grind part mm. because they expect everybody to do every single minutia part of tracking down and fest quests and endless amounts of random battles. I'm in chapter 12 now, and I'm probably about four or five levels behind, and we're to the point now where that's not an easy thing to make up. So I've just been kind of doing random stuff, grinding, Finally figured out the boardroom mechanics, which I um, couldn't figure out even how to start. And then once I did get it started, the, there's so much dialogue and so little real explanation that a lot of it is finding the right uh, um, fact guide on web page that actually explains what everything does. Once you figure that out and get to that page, fairly easy to do. And it's actually the best way to grind out money. Because I'm also to the point now to where I need three million bucks to progress in the story, and I'm not anywhere near that. Oh, right. Oh. Is uh, is that like a hard amount of money to get, or? Uh, well, on a hard battle, you might get like ten thousand. Oh, right. So, quite a bit then. And going through the boardroom thing, when you hit milestones in the boardroom, you get like five hundred thousand. So it's a little easier. Okay. Um. How much have you like got at the moment of that money that like you need? One and a half. Oh. <laughs> but okay. the boardroom stuff is easy, but it's also boring. It's like literally no interaction whatsoever. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Anything else been playing? Uh, bounced around a couple games. Uh, Road to Eden was part of the Steam sale, so I picked that up. I've been wanting to try it. It's got potential, but it's way too early in early access, and it's not even like medieval dynasty where it's mostly functional just not a whole lot of stuff to do this doesn't have the great greatest interface in it so i haven't played it a whole lot i'll probably wait through a couple other apps uh up updates rather um kind of got medieval dynasty on hold the game's a bit broken right now for what i want to do and until it gets updated i'm probably just gonna put it on hold and maybe even restart if they do an update okay interesting cool uh, speaking of like half broken games, I managed to return to Cyberpunk because I reactivated my Boomerang account, and uh, it was in stock. So they sent me that. I had like some other games on my list, but they sent me that. Um, it is slightly better than what it was before. Um, it's it's funny because do you remember that? I can't remember if because they did three patches. I can't remember if it was the first or the second one, but there was that one patch that had like two million notes in it or something. Like it was mm-hmm. just uh, massive. Yeah, and I could—I mean, I only played it for about uh, ten, twenty minutes just to sort of test it out. I actually streamed what I played as well, so you can watch the actual footage for yourself. Uh, that's on the YouTube channel, Entertainment Talk Plays. 
if you want to have a look at that. Uh, just me sort of testing out the game, seeing how the police work, seeing the frame rates and like all that kind of stuff. Some of the, I'll say, citizens act a little bit differently. Like a, a few more of them were sort of running away when I was pointing a gun at them. They still kind of do that thing where they carry on the floor and that. Um, I got my, uh, it was in a bit that I played after actually, I got my car stuck on something. Um, still, it, it just doesn't feel right when you're shooting in that game. Uh, and I tried using like an assault rifle because that was one of my, uh, the problematic guns I was using before. Um, I tried doing it and after I streamed those like 10 minutes or whatever, uh, I tried doing this like assassination mission or something to where it's like hey you have a target to take down i went into this club or whatever it was and i had to try to shoot the um like guard that was at the door i started shooting him and then there was like 10 people on me after that and i got killed um and I, i'm i'm probably gonna do what i said i was gonna do if that was the case which is wait till i get a ps5 which might be sometime and then wait until they've put all of the uh, next gen updates out because surely the game would run better on a, on a PS5 plus at, at that point hopefully as well so because uh, I think it's backwards compatible so I, I don't know if I can like carry my same save over whenever that happens but that's not going to be anytime soon it's a shame because there, there's some stuff in there that's like got some promise I think for the game um and like the, the as I said before the story was kind of interesting I didn't progress the story at all so I just sort of tested out the world. Um, so it's, it, that, that same save file hopefully is still sort of sitting there waiting for me. Um, but I want to just... If I can play a more stable and better run version of what that game currently is, I'll be fine with that. Obviously we'll, we'll probably never get the version of the game that we were like supposed to get and whatever. Uh, so I don't know. But the, like the story that you know with the Keanu Reeves stuff and Jade and everything I thought was kind of interesting... Um, or Johnny Silverhand was kind of interesting. I just want a more stable version of the game that I've got uh, or the game that I had. So I sent it back. Uh, obviously, you can do that with Boomerang. So, so yeah, just uh, just a bit disappointing. Like after 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 three patches, I just thought it would feel more different. It feels slightly different. Like there's a few things that just feel a bit different to do in that game, but uh, just not quite enough and. I'm not. I'm not sure what, how much more work they'd need to do to make that game stable, but th th there's still work to be done on that game, definitely. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it would have been a shame, but obviously hindsight being 2020, what it is, they should have just said, "Yeah, we're delaying it, and we just can't get it to run." If they had just come out and said, "We can't get it to run good on current gen, we're going to have to move it to PS5 Series X, and then up the PC requirements." And then delayed it a couple of months. Yeah, they would have been pissed, but it would have been a lot less of people being pissy than they are now with how broken the game is. And now you understand why I'm not even going to bother trying until I can get a Series X. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would have been fine. If, if they said, look, how this game runs on PS5 as opposed to PS4 is just worlds different and just isn't good on PS4. And they would have said, like, hey, we'll refund anybody that's pre-ordered and we're just going to cancel that version of the game. I think would have gone down better R rather than kind of pretending that okay our, our, the version of our game on current gen systems current gen at the time is like fine they they even put this like post out this week and said like they're happy with how the game's running I don't understand how they could be happy with it um but 
Yeah, I, I also I was looking around at some. Uh, I watched this. I can't remember the name of the YouTube channel, unfortunately. Uh, maybe I'll look in my YouTube history in a second. Um, I watched this guy do a two-hour video, and I watched the whole thing of because it was filmed from this guy in December 2020 when the game came out, and he went back and looked at. Uh, do you remember the 48-minute gameplay thing that they did, where they showed off the game fully for the first time, and mm-hmm. Even in just the first 10 minutes, you're like, that's not in the game, that's not in the game, that's not in the game, that's not in... Like, the amount of times he said that and the amount of times I thought, hmm, I can't do that in this. Because um, literally a couple of hours before watching him analyse that, I had played the game. So um, it was like, okay, the version I literally just played a couple of hours ago, even though that's newer than the version that he's looking at... um, it's still just got so many missing things. But this this really weird thing with these like third person cutscenes in the game that are just not in there at all. Um, like there's a scene where you take like a guy home or you, like you're playing as a female version of V, and you take this guy home and like whatever, and then you wake up the next morning, and it it does this like third person thing in in the room, and it's like that's that never happens. And even him, because he'd finished the game in December, he was like, yeah, that never happened once. Uh, there was even the really, even really weird things they took out. Like, um, there was this, you know, in like the, for the blinds in your apartment that you've got. And if you play the actual game version of the game, you just press, I think it's either square or uh, X, depending on what console you're playing on. It just opens and that's it. On mm-hmm. the on the thing they showed in 2018, there's like a weather thing on there. There's like a brain, I think it's a brain dance thing, and then a way you can check your messages and stuff. Like that's not on there at all. Um, one of the main big things he talked about as well, and he came up with a reason as to why he thinks it happened, um, is how choice driven the game was supposed to be, and how he said that okay, when he finished the game, your choices are kind of just different versions of the same thing. He thinks that when they showed Keanu at E3 2019, so a year later after the uh, 2018 video, that um, because because Johnny Silverhand's character is so focused on in the version of the game that we got, that you couldn't really do the whole choice. Because there's like all the, the different classes you can play as, like the I think it's Nomad, Street Kid and Corporate, I think, which is supposed to lead to like different things. But he reckons that basically, and it makes sense as to, uh, like what he said, and he said basically that it seems as though, like, Keanu Reeves was brought on board, um, Johnny Silverhand was put into the story, and then they kind of threw away all the choice stuff, and just wrote a single, uh, linear story with with Johnny Silverhand, which makes sense given what I played of the story, and what we thought we were gonna get. So, um, what's your thoughts on all that kind of stuff? I mean, that's that would make sense. That's kind of one of the downfalls of having a, a story-driven thing. You kind of see that with uh, Mass Effect 3, not in terms of like a buggy mass, but in terms of you had so many different branches and so many different possible things with story arc. Getting to coalesce that down into a ABC choice ending... Uh, obviously that sometimes doesn't work, so... Mm-hmm, yeah. I've uh, just looked at my YouTube history. He's called Young Ripper 59 not 69, 59. Um, 
so that's that's the he's got like a bunch of other stuff on his channel some of like political things and that that i haven't really checked out i've mainly just been watching his um cyberpunk videos because he did quite a few so but yeah if you, you don't have to sit through the whole two hours but if you go onto his youtube channel and you look for or just search for young ripper that's r-i-p-p-a uh, for Ripper, search for that and then search like Cyberpunk. Check out the two-hour video that he did, and you'll be you'll be pretty surprised the amount of times he's like, "That's not in the game. That's not in the game. That's not in the game." Um, so yeah, just just very very interesting. But um, anyway, that's a bunch of talk about Cyberpunk. Um, but yes, as it stands at the moment, I've sent I've sent it back. Gonna wait for the next gen updates and then wait till I get a PS5 whenever that will be. So uh, next uh, thing I played, I played some of it. And then kind of, meh, on it. And then I stopped playing it. That was uh, Biomutant, which is a shame because I was looking forward to it for a while. Um, it's quite annoying because the combat in the game is fairly interesting. It's probably the most interesting thing in the game. The open world is too big. Um, you have to do a lot of just like traveling back and forth between different objectives. Um, the story is just kind of whatever. At least of what I played about, I would say I played about four hours of it, three or four hours, and there's no need for me to play anymore if I didn't like it. The combat was kind of good, the things that I was unlocking were kind of good, but it was just very, very average. Um, and if there was a better version of that game, I, it would have been more interesting. The, the thing is with the travel as well, is you're basically just running around the open world, like you're not traveling with any vehicles or anything like that. So it's just it's just very it's just very open and kind of whatever. Uh, a lot of people had problems with the um, what's call it the narrator net narrator. Sorry for the game. Um, I didn't have too much issue with that. I would have just preferred a version of the story with dialogue instead of like what we got. So have you like seen any of that game at all by mutant? Uh, I've seen like the initial reviews of it. Uh, it's not looks doesn't look like anything that I'm gonna play. So yeah, yeah, it was just very meh and average. So I sent that back. Uh, the other game which I finished and um, I'll refer to last week's podcast on. Uh, finished the uh, Twin Breaker Sacred Symbols game from Colin and Chris over on the uh, PlayStation podcast that you can listen to as well. Uh, I just finished their um, uh, episode this week from from earlier, so um, which was good. Um, good game, very good game. I liked what they did. Yes, it was very, very hard. The f- whole like four paddles thing was awkward at times. You really, really got to concentrate. And it's funny because I said to you, I think I said on the podcast last time that okay, I can probably finish this game in about ten minutes. And then it was about half past eight or something my time. And I was like, okay, I've got like a few hours to dig into this. And then because uh, I was on level thirty nine, and there's forty levels. And then I actually finished it in 10 minutes. And I thought, okay, I'll message Robert and tell him that what I thought was going to happen actually ended up happening. So uh, I, I kind of fluked my way through the last two levels. But I don't mind. Uh, the story was kind of interesting as well. I think they're doing a second one. They've also got that uh, Hibroxia, is it Hibroxia game that uh, they, they've released as well. So we're uh, interested to see what they do in the future with some other stuff. Uh, but what did you think when I told you that I'd uh, finished it and that? Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I don't see myself finishing it just because my brain doesn't want to wrap itself around <laughs> that four-directional paddle thing. So yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was kind of difficult. I think they've spoken on a podcast before that that was one of their sort of 
not regrets, but maybe they, they realised that it was a bit difficult for people. So we'll see what they do with the second game. Um, but that was pretty cool as well. Um, I think that was all the game. I played like a bit of COD today as well. They put a new map in uh, again, like kind of kind of almost stealth released a new map. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's some sort of like airbase thing. It, it, it's awkward when you've got let's say 20, 30 maps that you're used to, you know, all the spots, you know where people hide and that sort of thing. And then you go into a new map and you just get shot from some corner because you don't know what the, how the map layout is yet. Um, it's quite a good map. It, it's it's sort of in the way that I'd like them, which is it's a relatively small map. Um, and it's got a lot of sort of uh, close quarters areas. And then it's also got this big kind of stretch in the middle for all those long shots and snipers and that sort of thing so uh that was pretty good i didn't see them add any new weapons uh so i think they've just added a map but hey a new map in a game that's almost two years old is is pretty cool so i'm uh i'm happy with that especially as i wasn't expecting it and it just came up out of nowhere so that's cool um so that was what i played with that uh yeah that's pretty much everything i've been playing mostly just analyzing cyberpunk stuff so that's cool uh, let's get into some housekeeping and then we'll get into some news afterwards. We'll see you for all that in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcast over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk... Um what have we got? I decided to do the chat podcast a bit earlier this month. I did it yesterday instead of on the uh, first or past the first of, of next month. I did it a little bit too early actually because the website's uh, done pretty well in the last two days. But I'll give an update on that at some point later. So I talked about June 2021 and how the month for Entertainment Talk went. Uh, it is the biggest 
month of the year, not of all time, but of the year for uh, Entertainment Talk, which is great. Um, it's close to being the biggest month that we've done, but there's only a few hours left of this month. So we'll see how that goes, and I'll give an update of that some point later. I also talked about Entertainment Talk's plans in the next couple of weeks, and started talking about the whole Disney Plus Premium Access thing, and how strange and weird it is. Because uh, I was talking about Corella and that sort of stuff. So you can listen to that if you want to. That's the chat podcast for this month. Uh, must-see review for Black Summer Season 2. I've called it TV's best zombie show. Absolutely phenomenal season. I can't think of a way that that season could have been any better. Or anything else that I would have wanted from it. Uh, gave me everything pretty much that I want from a zombie story. And uh, good news as well. Uh, Jamie King who plays the main character, the, the mother in the series, uh, she posted on her Facebook page something about Black Summer Season 2, like it was fun to work on the show, all that kind of stuff. I put my review in the comments, and uh, she replied to it and said thank you. So that was really, really good as well, and she was very happy with the review that I did, and uh, said it was good to see some you know, some more positivity about the show. Uh, the show's received a lot of critical acclaim uh, since it's been out for its second season. Not quite so much for its first season, but... A lot of people seem to really enjoy season two, including myself. Uh, Netflix hasn't renewed it yet. Hopefully they will. But I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that season. And it was good to get a uh, little message from her as well. Uh, Speaking of zombie stuff, I reviewed uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, which is from 2004. So... Previous to all of his DCEU work, previous to his work on Watchmen and everything like that. Uh, Kind of a basic sort of -of run-of-the-mill zombie film. Still a good one, but just doesn't really sort of elevate itself. So I gave that a don't skip rating. Uh, Must-see review for Luca as well. That's available on Disney Plus without the premium access thing because it's a Pixar film. Uh, So you don't have to pay extra money or whatever. You just subscribe to Disney Plus. Really, really, really enjoyed that one. I called it one of Pixar's best and uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. So that's Luca. That's available on Disney+. Plus. Also went to the cinema and saw uh, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Which is the follow up sequel to The Hitman's Bodyguard. It's the film from uh, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. Really, really enjoyed the second film as well. And I also enjoyed the first film. And talked about that. Gave that a don't skip rating. Uh, last film review as well. Uh, gave a skip rating to Raya and the Last Dragon. It doesn't have its premium access thing on there anymore. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really enjoy that at all. So that's that. Uh, Breaking Bad podcast, the newest one was Season 2, Episode 11. Uh, there won't be a new one uh, this week. And there won't be one next week because David's on a break. Same thing for Geek Town. No Geek Town this week or next week, but they will be back the week after. So that's for Breaking Bad. Gaming Talk last week, we talked about Last of Us 2's first anniversary. Uh, Nintendo's E3 and the weird Kojima Blue Box stuff as well, which we have some more things to talk about that as well today uh did a podcast talking about entertainment talks summer and autumn plans so if you want to know what we're going to be doing pretty much for the rest of the year have a listen to that and see what piques your interest i uh, did a preview podcast for monsters at work which is for the new disney plus series that's starting next week wednesday 7th of july so you can check that out as well on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms uh, let's get into some news Alright, uh, speaking of um, 
abandoned, seeing as I'm kind of segueing to that. Uh, the game we talked about last week, which is this weird, like, uh, this guy called Hassan, who seems to kind of be the only one that's working there, or the only one that people have heard from that's working there. Um, he put out the uh, abandoned teaser trailer a couple of months ago. I did actually watch that the other day, because I hadn't actually seen the teaser trailer. Very interesting stuff. Uh, he put a tweet out, like a video thing, on, on, the, on the Twitter page, and basically said that uh, they're not able to get the... Interestingly enough, this is being called an app and not a game necessarily. Or maybe there's an app that's going to tease the game. I'm not sure how that's all kind of working. But um, the reveal was going to be on the 25th of June. That didn't happen. We're now on the 30th of June. Um, But it's been delayed until August. uh, Assuming they need to work out some other things to do with it. Um, What do you think of... uh, First of all, this not hitting 25th of June and... um, what do, what do you think this is going to be? Because there's talk about this actually being some sort of app that is a teaser that is for a game. Um, but in the actual trailer from, I think, a couple of months ago, it says gameplay reveal coming soon. So, But it would be a bit strange to me if you released an app on PS5 that had a teaser instead of just uploading a YouTube video or something. So what do you think of the situation? Honestly, I don't really care. I hate pre-announcement announcements. It's one of those things that unless there's something very specific, um, it's just there's no real point in doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think this will be like an app or what, what do you think is kind of going on there? I don't have even the slightest idea. Okay. Okay. So we'll see how that goes. It could be similar to what Konami did with PT where it was like, kind of announced and then it was like hey pt demo on the store nobody knew what it was um but that was actually a demo not an app and then it said like game coming soon and then obviously the whole thing completely crashed because konami cancelled it so uh we have an email about this as well so let me jump to that from jack interesting to hear both your thoughts last week on the abandoned thing how do you think the reception will turn out if Sorry, how do you think the reception will turn out for it if it's just a Kojima game and not a Konami-related game? I mean, I still think it'll be good uh, if it's just a Konami game. To me, this doesn't have to be Silent Hill or whatever. If if this is just like Kojima's funny and quirky way of revealing his next game and maybe he's been working with Blue Box... um, I think that will still be great. There's, I, I don't recall saying I don't think this could be a Kojima game. I just said I don't think it's got anything to do with Konami because of what that company's like. So if you detach Konami from Kojima, which has already happened because we got Death Stranding, uh, which was through Kojima Productions, it could absolutely be something to do with Kojima, um, which I would find quite exciting. And given all the mystery and the weirdness around it, it is quite a Kojima thing to do. So it does actually line up quite well with that. We just no, nobody's. It's just that nobody really knows what part to play. Has that the guy called Hassan has got like n- nobody seems to really quite know sort of who he is or uh, like this studio's kind of come out of nowhere and stuff. So um, interesting. But uh, do you think this is a Kojima game or do you think this is just completely detached from any of that? I mean, it's certainly possible to be a Kojima game. You don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of those things that we're going to have to see and yeah. see where it goes. Yeah. My only question to that, because this seems to be very, very tidy in with like PS5 only 
There's no Xbox talk. There's no PC talk. There's no PS4 talk. Because uh, even in the trailer itself, it says PS5 on it. Um, I I kind of wonder. Okay, so you've got Kojima and Kojima Productions, which is what he worked on for Death Stranding, which made a deal with PlayStation, so that was exclusive. Why, if Kojima's making a new game that's like this horror game in a woods with a guy with a pistol, which is basically all that we've seen, what does Blue Box have to do with that, and what does Hassan have to do with that? Or is it like a co-developed thing, with like they've both done something on the game, or I'm just kind of wondering, because in order for Kojima to make a new game, he doesn't need another... Uh, development studio because he's got his own one called Kojima Productions that literally is in his name Um, so I'm kind of just wondering how Blue Box fits into that it could turn out this has got absolutely nothing to do with Kojima or Konami and it's just a new IP from a developer called Blue Box which okay if that's the case whatever Um, I do disagree with some of the sentiment that like if this has got nothing to do with Kojima or Konami or Silent Hill that it's like a massive disappointment there was never any point stated that this actually had anything to do with them. It's just some of the weird coincidences that have led up to that. So if this has got nothing to do with any of that and this is just a new game completely separate from all that, I don't think there's something to be disappointed about because that was never really promised in the first place. So it's just how, you know, the conspiracy around this game has, has kind of gone. So we'll see. Um, but it, it looked interesting from the trailer. I will say that. Did you see the trailer yourself that was that was posted? It was a while yeah, ago. It, it does look interesting. It's just not normally a, a style of game I play. So okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so that's the abandoned thing. We'll see how that goes. Because um, I'm very curious about what this next reveal is. Because um, even if it's some sort of app that's only released on PS5, that footage is going to end up on YouTube. So you know we'll, we'll all end up seeing it i suppose which will be cool but uh, we'll have to wait until at least august for that which is a bit disappointing so we'll see uh something which i meant was supposed to mention last week but somehow forgot even though it was in my notes uh it was last of us 2's first anniversary last week i know i've spoken about it a bunch and we talked about that last week as well but one thing i kind of stupidly missed out was one of the announcements around uh, the game's anniversary not for any dlc or new game or anything like that Uh, we have a new statue for the game Uh, this one is for abby um i don't know if you know what this looks like but i'll send you a picture in a minute if you haven't seen what it looks like um but uh yeah they've already got the ellie one that's available which is uh there's two different variants of that one's with her with the guitar I want her with the bow and arrow. Uh, I do have the one actually that's got her with the bow and arrow. It's the smaller one apparently, but I don't mind. I'm happy with what I got. Uh, I'm very interested in getting this um, Abbey statue. It is kind of limited at the moment and very expensive, so I'm not going to be getting it anytime soon. Uh, but did you see what this looked like at all, or anything related to it? Yeah, I saw the the statue. It does look cool. Um, I'm kind of out of getting, you know. Um stuff right now especially because i'm in the process of getting ready to move so i don't really have the ability to buy stuff um but it does look pretty cool so mm-hmm. cool i just sent you some pictures of it anyway but um yeah i think this is being done from uh what company was it again dark horse uh who make like other figures and stuff but it's for for the last of us 2 for a new character called abby 
in the game who were, uh, let's just say, not everybody liked that character. <laughs> I think it's a way to put that. Uh, some people did. I really like the character. I think that she's very complex and interesting and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's actually a podcast coming out tomorrow, which is about that character. Kind of have a character spotlight, so we'll see how that goes down. But uh, some people love the character, and some people hate the character. But that just means you made a complex, interesting one to me. So... Uh, looking forward to getting it one day. It's not going to be anytime soon, particularly. I'm not going to pay like $200 or £200 for it. I'm going to wait uh, until it's possibly gone down in price. But it looks cool. And uh, hey, if they did one for like Dina or Joel or anybody or like Tommy or anybody, uh, I'd take interest in that. Do you know what? I'm st- Speaking of statues and collectibles, I'm still looking for that Crash Bandicoot figure. Now, I can buy it off of Amazon, but it's double the price of what it was a year or two ago, which annoys me. Um, because the local comic book shop to me, um, which is still open, I did actually go there, uh, a, a few weeks ago, never had it in stock. Uh, they had the Spyro one, which was really annoying, because I didn't want the Spyro one, I wanted the, the Crash Bandicoot one. Um, but I just haven't managed to find it, which has been really annoying. So it's not just Last of Us stuff that I like collecting. Uh, I've got, like, Walking Dead figures, I've got, uh, like a Jack Bauer statue thing from 24... Um, and I want to get the crash thing as well. So, um, how was your kind of collecting going and everything? And uh, I haven't get... really bought anything to collect in a while. Mm-hmm. I did get the uh, Johnny Silverhand Funko Pop uh, last year. Um, and that's kind of it, really. Yeah. Did you get that? I just don't have. Um, that, like the same day the game came out? Was that like a pre order? It was, I pre-ordered it. It, it, I, it got to me like a month before the game showed up, actually. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so yeah, Last of Us 2 Abby statue. If you do or don't like the character, maybe you've got no idea who she is. Uh, do you know who Abby is at all? Yeah. Okay. I yeah, remember I have played uh, Last of Us, the first one, and I did follow the development of the second one. So Okay, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, whether you like the character or don't, you can go and get a statue for her or pre-order it. Um, if you'd like to do that. So, there you go. Uh, let's move on from that. Talk about some PlayStation stuff as well. Um, which one of these should I go for first? Uh, God of War Ragnarok, which is the next game in the God of War series. Presumably a sequel to 2018, I think. 2018's God of War. Um, is going to be releasing on both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Uh, it was previously assumed by lots of people, including myself... That it would be a PS5 only game. But apparently this thing's going to be able to run on a PS4. Um, people are annoyed about this for some reason. It makes the game more available to the previous generation. Which there's what like 100 and... How many PS4s are out in the world? Like 120? 30? Somewhere. Like... Uh, north of 110 million. Something I know like that. that but... Yeah, I can't remember the exact number. But uh, quite a few PlayStation 4s out there. Uh, some people have got upset about this, but that's what happens on the internet. Uh, what do you think of the idea of... Well, not the idea, the re- uh, reality that this is coming out on PS4 and 5. Do you think it will hold back the game? Uh, what are your What are your thoughts? No, not really. I mean, that uh, that fan base is fairly loyal to that as well. So I don't think it's going to hurt it too much. I think eventually it will come to PC at a minimum. Yeah, uh, Sony seems to yeah. be a little bit more willing to do that. I don't know it'll it'll be anytime soon, but it'll be there sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sony seems to be yeah after like a couple of years after a game's come out, they seem to release them on PC, like with Horizon, and um, what was the other one that came out to PC? 
Uh, Death Stranding came out to PC. Uh, Days Gone Days is on Gone. PC. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder which ones they wouldn't do it with. Because I don't know if you can get... I mean, through PS Now, which is a different thing entirely, you can play Last of Us 1 and the Uncharted games, I think, on PlayStation Now. But you can't, like, buy them on PC, I don't think. Um... So I wonder, I wonder which studios they kind of look at and think we don't want to put those games on PC because are you going to have like? Because uh, I'm not sure if we heard about Ghost of Tsushima on PC, but are you going to have like Last of Us Two on PC at some point? Because I don't think, like speaking of, sticking with like Naughty Dog, I don't think the Uncharted games came to PC. I might be wrong, but I don't remember hearing about that. So, uh, but yeah, Horizon like four years later is on PS, P, uh, PC. So, we'll see. But, um, I mean, it just kind of asks the question of... Okay, so God of War... To the upcoming games, Horizon, Forbidden West, God of War, Ragnarok... They're coming to PS4 and PS5. Ratchet and Clank is only on PS5. Demon Souls, I think, is only on PS5. Yeah. Uh, Astro's Playroom, which is literally designed around the whole haptic, feed- haptic feedback... Is, well, pre-installed on, on the PS5... Um, so it's only, is it only Demon Souls, Astrobot, and Ratchet that are on PS5? Because I, I just kind of look at that and think, okay, if you can put God of War, Ragnarok, which isn't out yet, Ratchet and Clank is, God of War, Ragnarok isn't, you can put God of War on PS4 when it's not finished its development, because I assume that game's still a bit of a ways off. But you can't put Ratchet and Clank on there. And this might seem like a silly thing. To, is it because of the rifts? Like the PS4 can't load the rifts in that? Because the whole game is based around, you know, rift apart and dimensions and all that sort of stuff. I think it's more a uh, <clears throat> developer developer decision more than anything else. Because, hmm. uh, you know, Cyberpunk developers decided they wanted it on everything. And clearly they were wrong on that. Um, but Astrobot is, you know, designed in-house, so they obviously designed it for um, being on that platform as yeah. a way to show that platform. Mm. That's that's a way to show off like the controller as well. So yeah. Um, but is it is it because like the PS4 wouldn't be able to do the rifts in the same way? Like you'd have to enter a loading screen or something? Because probably from what we've seen from the gameplay and what I've seen from the gameplay, you go straight through the rift straight through to the next world. Which would take quite the processing power, um, and m- maybe it would just ruin the immersion a bit. If like, hey, you go through a rift, you can see like a world on the other side, but you go through like a thirty-second loading screen or whatever, or how long, however long that would be, and maybe that would like ruin the gameplay experience. Because um, that's the that's the one massive feature about this Ratchet game. Hard telling that sticks out, I think. Um, of just lo- loading these rifts, and maybe the maybe the PS4 just can't do that. So I don't know. Because yeah. usually, usually with well, if game, you remember, you, if you remember with, a long time games, ago, um, yeah, usually with games you'll have like long corridors or elevators or like things where it would take you time to load the levels. Whereas with Ratchet, it's supposed to be straight through to like the next side. So uh, what was you gonna say? I said if you remember back last summer when they were first starting to show off the. Uh, xbox series x hardware and they had that load time comparison for state of decay 2 between it on a 1x and a series x uh-huh. and it was like a 75 percent difference in the load time speed i gotta imagine something like ratchet and clank would 
have something similar to where on like a, even a base PS4 or a PS4 Pro, that load time would have to be so long that they just didn't want to ruin the experience. Hmm. Yeah. So, but uh, anyway, God of War Ragnarok is coming to PS4 and 5, which is good for people like me and you because it means we can play them on what we've got at the moment. So, because you played, uh, you played God of War, didn't you? 2018. I own God of War. At some point, I need to get back into playing that game. Probably after I move. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, but yes, that's the situation with that. Uh, speaking of other Housemark uh, stuff as well, other PlayStation stuff as well. Uh, Housemark, which is the developer for Returnal, which is the I forgot about that one actually. That's the other PS5 only game, isn't it as well? Uh, not sure what's in that game that like sets that apart in the same way that Ratchet. But anyway. Um, Housemark has been acquired by PlayStation. They are the developers of Returnal. They've made a couple of other games as well, but uh, the most recent one is Returnal. Um, did, we haven't, we don't know how much this is for yet because I think when they acquired Insomniac, they publicly said it was like, wasn't it like two hundred and twenty something million? Something, About that, something yeah. Something like that, yeah. That's for the obviously uh, Insomniac, Ratchet developers, uh, Spider-Man developers, that sort of thing. Uh, there was also a leaked picture. This hasn't been confirmed yet, but one that had a Bluepoint picture on it. Bluepoint's been famous for doing all of the uh, recent like remakes and remasters. So they did the um, uh, Demon Souls remake, and they did the uh, uh, Colossus Shadow of the Colossus uh, remake as well for for PS4, and obviously uh, Demon Souls for PS5. Um, what do you think of... Uh, I mean, I'm not really familiar with Housemark myself. Returnal looks quite good. I look forward to playing it when I can. Uh, what do you, so let's stick with Housemark for a minute. What do you think of PlayStation picking them up? Because to me, it, it makes sense. It, it makes sense. Yeah, it, it does make sense. That's one of those things that uh, they got them for fairly cheap. Um, I mean, obviously, that is still a lot of money, but it's cheaper than other things. You know, it's cheaper than the Bethesda purchase by a long shot. Uh-huh. Um. So I mean, if they if it's if they feel that that's a good buy, then uh, that's a good buy for them. So, hmm. yeah, interesting. Um, do you think the blue point one is real? Because it seemed like they had the same. It looked like the exact same picture as the house mark picture, but you just swapped house mark out for blue point. Uh, it looked like that was released by accident. Um, that again is one that makes sense to me. Uh, what do you think of them acquiring Blue Points? That that they're sort of remake studio, I suppose. Yeah, I mean it's it could be real. You never know really until you see something official from like the Sony website. Uh, you never really know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's been interesting with because PlayStation put this thing out yesterday. It said that they basically um don't want to just swoop in and buy loads of stuff they want to be a bit more selective which has been kind of what they've been doing you know they saw that insomniac did really well with spider-man and ratchet and they went and brought them uh, saw that returnal obviously did pretty well so they went and brought them blue point would make sense given demon souls did well and people like shadow of the colossus and they're probably remaking something else at the moment uh, so that makes sense um I think for PlayStation, that maybe makes more sense than going and buying, I don't know, Ubisoft or EA or, or something crazy like that. Uh, obviously, that would be more compared to um, Microsoft buying Bethesda. Uh, so what do you think of like the differences that they've done? Because Microsoft has gone and done a massive one with, with Bethesda, but PlayStation's being a little bit more, little bit more smaller and selective with like 
a couple of studios here and there. Well, they do what they can. Sony does not have the capital, the liquid cash, or frankly, the ability like big studio. Uh, Microsoft does, so it's a different approach. Mm-hmm. That's like comparing uh, football to cricket. I mean, they're two completely different sports. Yeah, yeah. But uh, both interesting strategies, and you know, they are in business competition with each other, the video games business. So we'll see what they both do but i think the blue point thing will happen i think it did get leaked early and we'll see what happens in the future uh, something i want to interject in here as well i know that you've got the games with gold which i don't actually know what they are because i didn't see that so you'll surprise me here in a bit but uh moving over to playstation there's a tweet from 20 minutes ago from shinobi 602 who's quite cool on twitter um the playstation plus games for july 2021 a playtale innocence says ps5 um, so I'm not sure what's going on there because that's a PS4 game. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 um, on PS4. WWE 2K Battlegrounds for PS4, and then Virtue Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown available until August 2nd, so slightly longer than the other games. I've heard some very terrible things about that WWE game. I've seen a couple of videos on it, and it looks awful. So. Um, but a Plague Tale Innocence, I never quite clicked with it. I want to go back to it and give it another chance because it was very good. COD Black Ops 4 is better than some of the other COD games. Uh, so there's a couple of good games in there. I don't really know much about Virtue Fighter 5. Uh, so that's obviously for the fighting fans. But I think they've got two good games in there at least that I, that I know. So what do you what do you think? Yeah, Virtua Fighter 5. Um, that Virtua Fighter series goes back to like the early 90s it's one of those more semi-realistic fighters you know you're not throwing fireballs you're not jumping 50 feet in the air and doing spinning kicks for 20 seconds things like that hmm. um so it's more like a strategic grapple kind of game it's it's a decent franchise but you know it's one of those arcade fighting games um you know call of duty i'm not a shooter guy i've never been a shooter guy i'm openly honest about not being a shooter guy because i suck at shooters hmm. um but i know people that don't have that game will probably hop on that plague's tale i vaguely ish remember that game i i'll probably check it out at some point um if at a minimum i'll watch like the trailer see if it's something i want to play or not mm-hmm. yeah so <coughs> so um excuse me yeah, that's your PS Plus games for July 2021. Uh, that's all my new stuff I've got. How about you? What do you want to talk about? Uh, well, since you mentioned Game with Skull, we'll go ahead and start with that. Uh, there's four games announced, and while they're not like super top tier, uh, there's some that are <clears throat> a little interesting and definitely should be on your playlist. Uh, the first is Planet Alpha, which is a side-scrolling action game uh, where you got to navigate through an alien world after being marooned. Think, uh, um, uh, what's the one with the the spider that chases you across the landscape? What a game! Yeah, spider that chases you. Yeah, it's a side scroller. It's like black and white. Oh, Limbo. Yeah, Limbo. Yeah, think Limbo, just more color palettes and less depression. Um. The next game up is Rock of Ages, which is interesting that it's Rock of Ages 3, because the original Rock of Ages was actually a Kinect game, and a pretty decent one at that. It's one of the few Kinect games that I actually played. Um, it's basically you're a giant boulder, and you got to launch it down a hill through a path to knock down buildings and score points. 
the art style is heavily influenced from Monty Python. So there's a scene where you have one of the queens from like Elizabethan times shooting lasers out of her face. Mm-hmm. So very, very, very tongue in cheek, very Monty Python inspired. Um, there is actually a multiplayer component to that and a path building component to that. So it's something that you should, you know, probably take 20, 30 minutes to play hmm. just to check it out. Uh, the third game is Midway Arcade Origins, is a remastered classic of 30 Midway games. So we're talking Gauntlet, Rampage, Joust, Spy Hunter, Defender, games like that. So it's like the old-timey cabinet games, uh, but it's a remaster, and it's 30 of them, so that's pretty cool. Uh, the last game, and this is one that everybody should at least check out, is Conker's Live and Reloaded. This was originally an N64 game. Wow. They got pot it ported to the original xbox uh very very unique game uh easiest way to describe this is if rare was marvel conquerors would be deadpool it's like there's a lot of swearing there's a boss fight to where you're fighting a literal piece of shit um <laughs> it and it takes itself about as seriously as deadpool does so okay Okay. Um, just do a little recap on the, the names of those games again. Yeah, it's Planet Alpha, Rock mm-hmm. of Ages 3, Conquer Live and Reloaded, and Midway Arcade Origins. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, what did we, have? did we have Injustice last month? Uh, I think in the first Injustice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking back to, like, recent months. Um, it's interesting, because Microsoft had their big E3 press conference and it was the first time in a while where they didn't really mention apart from like this is coming to Game Pass, this is coming to Game Pass whatever, they didn't really mention any changes in the services so they're kind of keeping this Games with Gold thing going and there isn't any announcements for to say otherwise. I mean we've been kind of predicting and other people have been predicting that they're going to change this and kind of sort it out but there doesn't seem to be any changes kind of on the horizon i mean granted they could announce something tomorrow or in an hour like you never know but um they granted the last time they made any kind of changes to game pass ultimate the clapback was so hard i think it broke the space-time continuum (laughs) yeah yeah so um but it's like it's it's a bit awkward because Okay, the games are putting out, now and again you get some decent games, like you had uh, Little Nightmares 1 back in January, I think that was, that's a very good game, that's probably the best game they've put out this year, uh, just in my opinion. Uh, Injustice, okay, it's not the new one, but you know, if you want to do some co-op stuff or fight as the DC heroes, you can do that, but I can't really think of much else that's really kind of stood out, so it's sort of, okay, if you're putting more of your effort into Game Pass, that's great. Because uh, obviously there's a lot of like future promise there with Game Pass and the whole day one new games on Game Pass. That's great. But if your focus shifts away from games with gold to Game Pass, but you can't really turn around and say like, okay, we're not giving you any more free games. We're just going to do more Game Pass stuff. What do you replace that with? Because um, a- unless you just completely get, because I think you can still get gold separately. Yeah, um, for now you can get gold separately. 
So it's sort of like the the only way around that really is if you say, okay, multiplayer's either free or with Game Pass, and you get rid of games with gold, like that's not a thing anymore. And then all, all the discounts and stuff that you get with games with gold, or sorry, with Xbox Live Gold, um, ghost like shifts over, like you shift all that over to Game Pass, but you just take away the free games. I wonder what that looks like. Um, because Game Pass Ultimate, which is how you get both, obviously, which mm-hmm. you, which you do also need to have online, um, is more expensive than, uh gold itself at least it is i think here in the uk so it's like okay if, if you get rid of the cheaper option which is only gold and then you say we're not giving you any more free games but in order for you to get things like online play which is very important and discounts i, I mean i don't know how many people use the discounts but they're probably important to some people how you kind of manage how, how you manage to Get rid of your cheaper service. Move some of the stuff that you had from that. Put it into the more expensive thing. And say we, we, we're just giving you that. Um, because then, it, then you kind of would end up. I mean it's all hypothetical whatever. Then they would end up kind of asking you to pay more money for less in a way. Unless they start adding loads and loads and loads of games to Game Pass to make up for that. But then the thing is when you're adding third party games like the Injustice game. Uh, those things are going to expire uh, for a while. Whereas with games with gold, as far as I've always understood, as, in, as long as you're subscribed to gold uh, and you've downloaded the game, like claim the license, you can always play that game. So I don't know kind of what you do about that um, unless you suddenly start putting better games in the gold thing, which I, I just don't see them doing because it's just been too long now. So what do you, what, what do you think they do? I don't see them getting rid with games with gold. If anything, they'll probably just get rid of gold and have your base silver to where you can still do like achievements and updates and patches and all that other stuff. And then just do the the ultimate as its own separate thing. Hmm. To where it's ultimate or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's a case with... Because the, the, on, the online play is a very big thing. Obviously with PlayStation, that's PS Plus. Which is getting you arguably better games. You know whether you prefer those games or not is up to you. Um, but that's giving you those sort of better games and online play and the discounts. So we'll see. We'll see. And they can't offer like VR games like PlayStation could because they don't have a VR system. I uh, mean, technically they have uh, the the AR glasses, but they don't really have They're, that. They've been focusing that more on the business corporate end. Yeah, um, yeah. Than an actual gaming function. So, mm. yeah, yeah. So, anyway, uh, that's your games with gold for July and your PS Plus games for July. So, go and enjoy those when you can. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? Well, sticking with Windows, there was a Windows announcement event earlier last week. Uh, they've officially announced Windows 11, which is going to be the next update in the Windows operating system. Uh, they had to do a couple updates with the uh, compatibility. So the minimum requirements right now is going to be a 1 gigahertz processor with a minimum of two cores compatible on a 64-bit processor system. Uh, 4 gigs of RAM, 64 gigs of storage space, a graphics card that's compatible with DirectX 12 or later with a WDDM 2.0 driver, um, 
The biggest hang-up people are finding right now is something that I'm not overly familiar with, which is called Trusted Platform Module Version 2.0. That is something that if you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. That's like a very super niche thing. It is something in the BIOS. Um, From what I've been able to track down, if your computer was built or you built it any earlier than 2016, you probably won't be able to hit that up. They uh, Microsoft has launched a uh, an app that you can test to see if your system is requirable, um, is uh, compatible with that. And a lot of people, even with newer rigs, are failing that. That's because the TPM version 2.0 is apparently a BIOS driver setting, and it's really just an on-off part of it. And then when they switch that to off to on then they are getting that compatibility for Windows 11. Um, this is only really going to affect uh, hardcore gamers on the PC side um, because Windows 11 is a lot more geared towards gaming. Um, they're also adding in a function to where you can run Android apps on your Windows 11 machine, which is an interesting concept. I'm not quite sure how well that's going to work or if uh, Google's going to have any response to that, but the fact that they were touting that as a function is interesting. So if you want, you can go to Microsoft's website and then download the app and run the check. This is going to be uh, holidays. Um, Let me see if there's a release date. Um, No, they just say holidays, but it doesn't specifically say... uh, um, Yeah, it's going out to Windows Insiders um, now, actually, June 28th. so, like a commercial release, they're they're shooting for the holidays. So I'm guessing if it's already out to Windows Insiders, it'll be holidays this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just have to see, and we'll have to see how well that does. I doubt I personally will be upgrading to 11 anytime soon. Big OS changes like that, you always want to give a couple of months, let them shake all the bugs out. Yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, I don't know about this laptop and how that will do that or, or whatever. Um I do need a new laptop, definitely, at some point. I'm surprised this one's been... I don't know how long I've had this laptop, but like the one I'm literally looking at right now and talking to you on. Um, I've had it probably at least three or four years, but I'd, I'd like to get a new one. Uh, it still works very, very well. It's just uh, slow at uh, at certain points. I did see an advert the other day for a... Um, what was it? A Chromebook that has something called an everything button. Yeah, you, don't, it, don't, don't get a Chromebook. Why, Chromebooks are not laptops. Chromebooks are basically Google um, machines that emulate software. It's not. A, it's not a true laptop. Okay, I was just interested in the uh, everything button they, that they yeah. had, which basically basically like... everything that you would do on a Chromebook is a Google Chrome app. It's no different than having a, a really old Google phone. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll probably just get another Windows one or or something then. So, uh, look, I've I've looked now and again, but I haven't uh, settled on anything. So, we shall see. Honestly, uh, somebody taught me this trick um, earlier. What you do is you go into, um, obviously this is specific to Amazon, but if you go into Amazon and then you go into Today's Deals, there's a little tab that most people don't see that's called Warehouse Deals, and that's return stock that they can't sell as new. Uh, there's some pretty good, pretty good sales on there. Okay. okay. Now, granted, these are all used computers, but it's used in the sense that somebody bought it 
and then for whatever reason they returned it so it's open box so it could be like brand spanking new and just somebody returned it for whatever reason so mm-hmm. yeah so we'll see uh any other anything else to say on this uh yeah it's one of those things that i'm definitely going to keep my eye on because obviously this is a massive um windows update to their operating system and so there's going to be a lot of changes and mm. uh, we'll just have to see where it goes from there Yep. So, uh, what else do you want to talk about? Uh, well, we had an interesting lawsuit dismissal um, back in February of 2019. Uh, pro wrestler Booker T. Huffman sued Activision, claiming that there was too much of a resemblance to their Call of Duty character, David Proper, uh, Prophet Wilkes, was based on his early wrestling career uh, persona known as G.I. Bro. Uh, the similarities are definitely looking there. It's a Big, burly dude, dreadlocks, mean-looking face. Uh, you you t- put the two pictures side by side, you can see, yeah, there's kind of a resemblance. Mm. Um, but the jury has just dismissed the lawsuit, saying there's not enough to constitute a copyright uh, image infringements. Uh, Huffman's lawyer uh, said in a 2019 blog post that, that there could be no question that this character was copied from his G.I. Bro character when the two are set side to side. Uh, Activision argued that Hoffman had presented no actual evidence that uh, Activision had access to the GA Bro information in question or that he suffered any damages as a result of the infringement. Um, the case, like I said, was dismissed. Um, I'm sure he'll refile at some point, so we'll just have to see where that goes from there. Um, when this was old, old wrestling, this is like we're going back like 15, 20 years almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, which Call of Duty? Which Call of Duty game was that for? Call of Duty Three, Black Black Ops Three. Uh, yeah. It doesn't actually specifically say which game. Okay. Just that it was um, because the image just shows like the the number three. I think. Um, let me see. Did the article specifically say which game it is. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, the game, the article just looks like it's three. Um, the GI Bro clip is from May of 2000. So that tells you how long ago it was. So it was 21 years ago that he was using that persona. Um, and it's one of those things that, you know, you might unconsciously mold it after looking at him side by side. Yeah, I kind of think that looks like him, um, but I'm not on the jury, so. Hmm. I mean, there's been a few of these different lawsuits before. Um, I remember Lin- Lindsay Lohan tried to sue Rockstar because of the, the mm-hmm. uh, was it like the Lady Pop woman or whatever? Uh, yeah, l- it's like Lollipop some generic woman. blonde chick in a bikini yeah, doing like in, the, in the loading the... screen. Yeah, yeah, and she thought it looked like her. Um, there's been some other ones in in the past as well. Um, it it's it's funny though because like. Do you think there's probably... I mean, there's probably a game out there that we've not played that has got a character that maybe looks like me or you or, or you know, something like that. I mean, it's... You know, when you're making... Because this is probably for, like, a Call of Duty operator, so they're not really, like... They're more caricatures than actual characters. Uh, it's not like um, Captain Price from COD, who's, like, the most iconic character for that game, uh, or, or Mason or whatever from, from Black Ops. Um... I mean, sure, if you go to make a new-looking character, there's 
billions of people on the planet, so it will probably end up looking like somebody because it, it just will. Um, and in this case, you know, end up looking a bit more like him. I mean, I haven't seen what this character looks like for myself. I don't. I don't remember playing. If it is Black Ops Three, I don't remember playing much of, if any, of that. Because I played Black Ops One and Two, I think. Because um, after after that was when I started dropping off. Because they they did all the like advanced warfare, infinite warfare, Black Ops Three, Black Ops Four, and I was like, no, I don't want, I don't want this anymore. Um, and then they went back to modern warfare, grounded warfare, and uh, that's where I jumped back in. So, but yeah, if you're gonna make a character in fiction, it's probably gonna look close to somebody on this earth because there's so many of us um i mean it i it's i mean i don't quite actually understand i mean i guess there's the whole like hey you made this look like me and like you owe me money because the you 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 made the character look like me which is using like my identity and stuff um and they want money for that i suppose but I don't know. It's a, it's a strange, it's a strange thing. But like I said, there's so many people on this earth. But and when you make a character, it's going to look like somebody that already exists. Um, what what do you think? Well, I I don't doubt that there's a lot of video games out there to where somebody looks at a character and is like, "Holy crap, that's me!" Uh, but you got to remember, most of us aren't public personalities. Most of us don't have our face plastered on television, on national primetime TV week after week after week for a while. Yeah. And plus, it would really kind of depend on whoever the artist was that designed the concept and how old they are. Because if they're, you know, even if they're 30 now, that would have been something that they would have had to have been watching when they were 10 and then remembered that 20 years later. Hmm. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that uh, um, it, the lawsuits get wonky like that because you never really know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I just think this is a very particular different thing mm -hmm. like I, I don't know i don't know so um yeah anyway uh so there's that one so we'll see how that plays out i guess um but yeah do, do you remember the Lindsay lohan thing yeah i remember yeah yeah i can't remember what happened with it like who won i'm or... sure it got dismissed yeah so um and plus th thinking of what that because that was quite an iconic sort of load screen it didn't really look much like her anyway so, um, there you go. I mean, it it looked like her in the sense that it looked like a generic blonde chick. Sure, but how many blonde women are there in the world? <laughs> that's, a lot. That's, that's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Is um, you know, if, if somebody makes a character that's a short white male, am I going to think that's me? <laughs> like, you know, there's there's more. Actually, than one... there's there's a really funny story similar, somewhat linked to that. Um, a man sued a magazine that used his photo claiming that all hipsters look the same and then it turned out that wasn't even him in the photo. <laughs> yeah, so, but uh, there you go. But yeah, you can't just be like, hey, it looks like a blonde woman and I'm a blonde woman, so I'm going to sue you. It's like, okay, well, can't we put a blonde woman in this game? <laughs> so, there we go. Uh, but we'll see how all that plays out in the future. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? Uh, well, in you know, from the desk of well, I guess this is a thing now. Uh, this is uh, this year is Sonic's thirtieth year anniversary. 
So obviously, uh, Sega has been doing a lot of promotional stuff with that. Uh, for those people that watch Beck's streams, she's done a few Sonic stream, a few Sega streams, and she also had an avatar of herself in the upcoming, uh, you know, Sonic and Mario All Star Olympic game, which was surreal to say the least. Yeah. Um, but they just announced from the official, from the Sonic official UP Twitter account, that they are creating a Sonic VTube Twitch channel. Um, for those people that don't know, VTube is virtual tube. That's where instead of having a camera pointing at your face or having no camera at all, you've got a avatar covering up. So kind of like ready player one or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, there's a, it's a small, but growing community. Um, if you're curious of checking out VTubing, I would recommend code Miko just because that one, it has the highest production value of it. Some of them are very small and comically, uh, this one, she put some money into that. Uh, nobody knows specifically because she hasn't announced it, but from the tech that she's shown on screen, she's probably put like 30, 40 grand into her setup for just the uh, mocapping of that. Um, but basically, you're VTubing, you're changing your, your um, on-screen persona to a cartoony avatar. But yeah, they're, they're doing a Sonic VTube now. <laughs> cool. Uh, I mean, for Sonic, I don't really. Yeah, have... that's really all I have to say about that. Yep. Cool. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not really like a Sonic person. I like the film that they did. I thought Jim Carrey was great. I thought that um, is it Ben Schwartz? I think that's his name. Uh, did a very good job with the voice with that, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the second one, considering which characters should be in the sequel as well. I thought that was great. I've never really got on with any of the Sonic games. I'm not really a Sega person. I know that Bex is. That's great. That's cool. And, and I'm really happy for her that she uh, got the model of herself or whatever in the game. That's 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 pretty cool. Or in this thing. That's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it was an announcement of like a new game or, or something else like that, uh, which they probably should do because it's the 30th anniversary or some sort of thing like that, that would be cool. I know. I think it's um, Crash Bandicoot's twenty fifth anniversary this year. I think so. I've seen a lot of tweets about um, Crash. Ba- I think it was Crash Bandicoot twenty five on twenty five, or it was something like that. There's been some like hashtag going around for that. So uh, lots of people are anticipating possibly like a Wumper League thing or a remaster of Twin Sanity. Why anybody would want that game remastered, I don't know. But um, yeah, interesting that they've. I think they've both got their anniversaries on the on the same year. But um, a VTube Sonic thing doesn't nearly interest me. So uh, again, cool. <laughs> um, but what do you what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's one of those. Every time I see this, I just have that mental image of that sketch with Steve Buscemi holding a ca- uh, skateboard, saying, "What's up, cool kids?" or whatever oh, yeah. he says on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just that mental image I have of just some some people in the corporate boardrooms like, what's popular? Uh, VTubing. Okay, let's make Sonic a VTuber. And it just kind of goes downhill for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, hey, if you're a Sonic fan, like other people are, and you like what they're doing, that's great for you. And I think we can leave it at that. So, what else did you want to talk about today? Uh, well, the last thing I have to talk about, unfortunately, is going to be ending on a sad note. For anybody that's played Fallout 4, one of the first companions you meet is Dogmeat. Um, obviously, Dogmeat was in Fallout 3 and they carried over to Fallout 4. 
indispensable character, and it's not just as um, some people call it, just a canine weapon. There's a lot of personality in that. Hmm. Uh, a lot of the personality came from uh, Joel Burgess, who uh, worked on the game. They actually used his dog, River, for the mo-capping and the personality. Uh, sadly, River has passed away, which is really unfortunate. Uh, Burgess confirmed this on his social media oh. accounts. Um, he talked about how they wanted a companion first and that a lot of the um, coding around that was designed more to be a companion you know, a companion and a, an actual dog, not just like, oh, go attack something, um, which really shows in the game itself. I mean, Fallout 4 had some of its faults, uh, but the the companionship aspect to uh, the dog meat character really came through, and obviously that's very sad. So just one of those things that, you know, it's easy to miss if you're not in that kind of a the world for tracking that kind of stuff, so... Yeah, that is that is very very sad. Um, I myself have lost a family dog before. Um, we have a new one now, which we've had for about four years. I can't remember how old she is. She's like downstairs, so. Um, but I think she's about four or five now. It's uh, it sucks, you know. Um, to to lose um to lose pets and things like that. Um, I mean, sure they don't like you know talk to you or whatever, but you know there's still very much that human companion that sort of companionship there which is something that you miss um our cat died in a pretty sad way as well they, they, they were um our cat was found just to sort of go off on a bit of a tangent or whatever um one one morning i think about two years ago my mum got a call from some no got a knock on the front door and some guy said oh i found a cat like around the side of because we have like these bins around the side of our houses which no one seems to use they use the other ones but anyway and he's like oh i found this um cat that was dead next to a bin and he said oh so i put it in the bin first of all that's a ridiculous thing to do to a cat it's not it's not a plant that's died that you throw away um so we we were pretty disgusted that he he threw like through an animal in the actual bin that's like pretty uh, a pretty bad thing to do um and that was kind of how our our cat sort of died it, it was it was pretty bad actually obviously it sort of probably died overnight and stuff um from from being just kind of you know sick and old and that sort of thing um but my mum was like why didn't you phone like the rspca and sort of let them know or whatever like you don't just throw animals in the bin that's ridiculous um but uh, we do have a new dog now, and we haven't had a, a cat or anything since. But uh, it's like I said, it sucks to lose um, to lose animals. So uh, it's a shame, and that's how that goes. What do you think of uh, the situation? Yeah, I mean, I've lost pets over the years. You can't be 47 and be a pet owner most of your life and not have lost pets. So I empathize with losing a pet, especially if you look at the article and look at some of uh, Joel's social media port, uh, posts. You can tell that it was, you know, his his best friend first, and you know, just the dog character in a video game second, or maybe even third. Um, and that always sucks. Um, all you can do is just have empathy and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it was the particular weird part of like because we went to have the dog put down, and we went to this place, whatever it was, and the weirdest part was like you know usually when you come home and it's like your animal greets you or whatever. And mm-hmm. like they jump up on you or like you know whatever, and because we didn't obviously have the new dog at that time because they the one we had just died on that day, and it was the weird feeling of coming home and like 
no animal was greeting us. Or even though obviously we took the dog out to places and and that sort of thing now and again, there was there was no dog there by, at all, and it was just very very kind of almost empty and strange. So, um, so yeah, there we go. But uh, rest in peace to the dog. And um, sorry to anybody else that's uh, lost any pets because I know how hard that is as well. So, and that's all the news that we got for you this week. Uh, let's move on to one last email. That we've got, uh, if you, by the way, would like to send in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever, about anything that we've discussed or anything related to Entertainment Talk, uh, matthewentertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, eTalk UK, is a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, we already read Jack's email about the Kojima stuff, uh, so we'll move on from that one. Uh, Phoebe says, uh, hey lads, is it just me or does everything seem a little quiet for releases this year? I know COVID has played a part, but do you think we will see more at the end of this year um it has been quieter i mean i think i've only finished three no four games this year uh little nightmares 2 which was back in like february old world soulstorm which was in april and uh the sacred symbols twin breaker game but that came out last year in march so I've only done. I've only finished two games. I I did finish Ori and the Will of the Wisps this year, but that came out last year. Because uh, I'm trying to think of what games I've reviewed. I can only think of Little Nightmares Two. And Oddworld Soulstorm. Obviously, I did the platinum for like Last of Us Two, but that was a totally different thing. Uh, Crash Four was last year. Ghost of Tsushima was last year. Um, Ratchet and Clank and Returnal have come out, of course, but we haven't played those. So those are two other ones, but. Yeah, I think I've only beaten like three games this year, which is which is strange. Uh, and like I, f- I finished games that have come out in the past, the two that I just mentioned. Um, I mean, in terms of game releases, you're probably always gonna have like a Call of Duty, you know, a, a, a Ubisoft game of some kind. Then obviously, you probably normally have like a Battlefield type of game, uh, like one one of your shooter games and stuff. Usually, you have an Assassin's Creed, but we know obviously this year. We're getting just more content for the current game. So you do always have those games that come out in the fall. Uh, namely Call of Duty is the most regular one. Because even Assassin's Creed isn't every year now. Um, but that's because with COD they've got nine different developers. <laughs> working on three different series basically. Um, or with three main sort of studios. With the others that are supporting developers. So because uh, even though those games take three years to make. um they rotate them so that you get one every year. So that Call of Duty is going to be as normal this year, I think. And I think that's supposed to be a World War Two game. I don't know, uh, but we'll see. Uh, what do you think of how releases and kind of stuff have gone this year? Obviously, COVID's played a part. So yeah, it's definitely slowed down a lot, and it's definitely uh, COVID is a good chunk of that. But I think more is just that they don't developers don't want to get to the point where they have thirty seven games releasing at the same time. And I think part of it is just um, so many of the games are just not really notable. I'm looking up uh, July releases, mm-hmm. see if anything is coming out um, of note. Uh, Curved Space is coming out uh, in a couple of days. That one I'm kind of curious about just because it's it's a very unique game it's another uh um shooter game like 
um, asteroids or breakout or things like that, but it goes in kind of like a, a, around objects. Yeah. Um, I mean, Plague Tale comes out. Plague Tale Innocent comes out this year. Um, da, 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 da. Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin on PC and Switch. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Skyward Sword comes out for Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, da, 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 da. Orcs Must Die 3, if you're a fan of that. Um, yeah, nothing really jumping out at me. Yeah. What, what I'm going to do is read off my uh, Boomerangs list. So in my games to rent, so games that I've got queued up, uh, I've got that DC Superhero Girls because that looks like that looks like fun. Um, the gameplay looks kind of interesting as well. Uh, Vader Immortal, which isn't a new game. Immortals Phoenix Rising, Near Replicant, because I did like Near Automata, so I might like Replicant. Uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Hades Limited Edition on Switch, Lego Marvel Collection, Lego Batman Beyond 3, Marvel Golf Super Rush, uh, Solaris Offworld Combat PSVR, and then Sorrento VR. Uh, coming soon, so these again are the ones, ones that I've added to my list for coming soon. Uh, Legends of Zelda Skyward Sword, yeah, 16th of July. Far Cry 6, uh, October 7th, Back for Blood. Uh, I need to remove Far Cry actually from the list. Uh, back, back for Blood, uh, October 12th. And then it says 31st of December is at the uh, Sands of Time remake. But that's just that's just a placeholder date. Let me look at PS4 coming soon. Um... It says Oddworld Soulstorm because the physical edition comes out in July. Uh, Observer something. There's a Power Rangers game coming out. So that's fun. Um, what else do we have here? Hades for PS4. I must have missed that announcement. Uh, Bug Snacks is coming out for PS4. Far Cry 6, Back for Blood. Blood Bowl, Blood Bowl sorry, 3. Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake. That's that's everything. Um So yeah, not 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 massive amounts. I mean it's mainly sort of like Back for Blood and Far Cry, Call of Duty, that sort of stuff. So I, I think twenty twenty two is gonna be a bigger year because we'll probably I guess we'll get a new Assassin's Creed game next year. We'll get another Call of Duty game next year. Hopefully we'll get at least one of those three Warner Brothers games that I'm looking forward to. I don't mind which one, just one of them would be good. Um, and then... Oh yeah, Halo Infinite's supposed to be out this year as well. Forgot about that one. Uh, Starfield next year. So, we'll see how all that goes as well. There's a few Nintendo games there that I've mentioned as well. So, and at some point, hopefully we'll see more of uh, Hellblade. Because we didn't see anything from it at E3. So, and uh, your most anticipated game, State of Decay 3, at some point. Um, I'm assuming that's your most anticipated game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how all that goes. But that is what we've got for you for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week to see what else gets announced and talked about in the world of games. Uh, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org for TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcast. Like I said, if you want to write in, let us know your thoughts on things. Uh, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org. Twitter, eTalkUK, does contact page and information in your show notes. So let us know what you think. Uh, if you like what you've heard today and will support more of it, you can simply listen to more episodes that we've done 
either on entertainmenttalk.org or you can find us on podcast platforms by searching for Entertainment Talk. You can use word of mouth and social media, let people know what we do and where they can find it, so the same places. You can follow us also uh, by email uh, on WordPress for free. If you sign up for WordPress for free, uh, you can sign up there, follow Entertainment Talk on WordPress. You don't need to go back onto WordPress. Just wait for the next email to pop up for our next piece of content. See what it is. Click on the link and there's your new podcast. Uh, you can also support us through Patreon. Uh, $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options. So have a look out for those as well. Uh, David's still doing TV and film news and things. He is still posting things, by the way. He's not doing uh, Geek Town Radio this week or next week, but he is still posting a few things. Uh, there's actually a news piece that uh, Good Omens is getting... Uh, sequel series which is a bit of a surprise so uh, if you want to know about all that stuff tv and film news check out geek town radio and geektown.co.uk bex as we mentioned earlier is uh, still streaming daily pretty much over on twitch trista bites trista b-y-t-e-s i think she's doing a run of uh, the first original tomb raider i think mm-hmm. at the moment so go and check that out over on trista bites on twitch you can also follow me on twitch as well etalk uk for all of my streams and you can find the archive streams on YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays, including a full playthrough of The Last of Us 2 with a platinum run there as well. So check all that out. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, just to end on a positive note as well, I did check Entertainment Talk's stats. Uh, and it is this is now, so June, June for 2021 is Entertainment Talk's biggest month. It happened today. Didn't know if it would, but it did. So thank you everybody very, very much for that. And I'll do some updates talking about that stuff soon. But thanks very, very much for that. And we will see you next time. Goodbye.